Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life crazy as always <laughs> what's tonight's topics about i don't know are you kidding me no we're gonna you talk about them. how to deal with family members who do not accept the idea of your blended family uh-huh. we're gonna talk about what you do when a significant other decides to put off your life plans as a couple okay. because of a child okay their child when your child pushes away your spouse or fiance as a step parent how to handle that yeah and then how to support or help support a child that is seeking therapy or issues. We all have them. We all have them. Yeah. Some of us more than others. Some of us more than others. So I actually printed stories tonight. Okay. Sorry. You get to read them then. <laughs> That's fine. I just feel like out of context, it's hard to just read a question and not dive in. All right. So here we go. First one. How do you mentally deal with family members that do not accept the idea of a blended family? Basically, um, this person's sister did not agree with her getting married again. So she stopped speaking hmm. to her and shuns her and her kids. So this is the aunt of the kids biologically yeah. is shunning them. The lady's, and the lady's sister. The blended family mom's <clears throat> sister. Yes. And she has three kids of her own, and my kids miss her. So the cousins... Your kids know them? I'm sorry, now I'm reading third person. So, <laughs> so the sister has three kids, okay. and so the bio mom, who's now part of the blended family, says that... That her kids miss her sister's kids. Yeah, so they're right. their yeah, cousins. I get that. Yes. Okay. So her husband pastors the church we used to attend and openly rebukes marriage, remarriage from behind the pulpit. So they stopped attending that church. And, you know, she was thinking that her sister would come around, but it's been six months. And after being shut down multiple times, she's given up. That's a bummer. Okay. So she's just kind of wanting to know how to deal with that. Mm. Well, gosh, that is, that's a tough one because I feel like coming from this situation and here I'll cut to my angle since you're on Instagram, <laughs> um, coming from the other side of it, I feel like, you know, we as, as Christians and believers are taught not to not to judge, you know, like we are taught to, 
you know, we're, we're preached forgiveness and, um, redemption, just all of it, you know? And yeah, of course, like blended family is not the ideal situation. None of us got married that very first time and went, heck yeah, I can't wait to get divorced and get into a blended family. Right. Yep. Like that's not what we're about. We're about making that second or third or fourth time around (laughs) better for, you know what I mean? We're trying to, to make it be like, all right, this is the one that sticks. This is the way that we want it to be. This is the way we wish it would have been the first time, but we're looking for that redemption. And um, I feel like a play, a, a person in a place of, of being a pastor or whatever should, you know, do as, as Jesus did and Jesus does and show grace, you know, and, and realize that we are, and they should know better than anyone. We are all sinners, you know, like not by choice, you know, some of us try so hard yet at the end of the day, we need forgiveness. Well, you that's know? what the Bible says. We all are sinners and fall short of the glory of God. Some of us more than others. All, all, all. like the Bible says all, not some, right? <laughs> all. And it, it gets dicey when you decide to start pick and choosing which sins are forgiven, which sins aren't forgiven. One thing I know from reading the Bible is it's about, like, if you sin and ask for forgiveness but don't repent, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if I go and beat someone and or whatever it is, and I'm sorry, but I go out the next night and do it again, and I'm sorry, forgiveness, right, but I go out and do it again, you know, there's... There's a lack of repentance, a lack of remorse, and I think God knows your heart. So God looks at the heart from what I know and what I've studied and what I've learned mm-hmm. is that it doesn't really matter because people get people get on my case about cussing. It's such a huge thing with this <laughs> podcast, right? It like is. we've had Christian people be like, I just can't handle it. She says, fuck. Uh-oh. Um. Yep. Like it's too much, you know, but I will tell you, I might say it, but God knows my heart, right? So am I being malicious with it? Am I being disrespectful or am I expressing an emotion? You know, like what is the heart behind the words? I could be, I could say not one single cuss word and be a vile human being and really mean with my words and be like, but I don't cuss. So I guess my point is, is um, I have a really big issue with this about the church and churches. It is that blended families and remarried people were the bastards of church. I'm not even going to bleep that one out. That's a It's legit. Straight up point. That's how I've always felt. I feel like there's support groups in churches for addiction, for divorce even, right? For pornography. For for pornography. For You know, widows, for cancer, for all kinds of things. There's support for- Which are also just all, I mean, I'm not saying one's better than the other or, you know, they're all in their own ways Mm -hmm. sins. You know? Well, cancer is not a sin. Not cancer, but you know what I mean? Widow. Like yeah. like a lot of, I mean, being a widow could be a sin. Depends That's on how you got there. That's the only way it's okay to be remarried <laughs> if on your husband you died yeah, or wife. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of them are, and the church recognizes a lot of these. And wants to help people. And wants to help them. But when you're in a blended family, like, pfft, 
shame, shame, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, Some of us didn't choose to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, half of every blended family probably was left or... Cheated on. Cheated on or... or have their own issues. We all have, you know, like there's no... Yeah, and you know, if you want to take that a step further, like two people break up a marriage, not one. That's where I was going with that. So yeah, even if, sure. yes, you were cheated on, you can't not look at your how you contributed to even that. And that's really effing hard. I won't even cuss. But that's... That's, but that's a whole other conversation. With church in particular, I just want this woman who wrote in to know that this is something that a lot of churches are really slow to come up to speed on, and it's sad. Because instead of embracing, a because blended family is hard, and it is a broken thing, but it doesn't have to be a damned thing, right? It can be a story of redemption, a story of hope, a story of repentance, a story of, you know, I'm choosing to follow God in my marriage now and we're going to do this right. And God is all about that. That's the whole Bible is about broken people who fall short and then find redemption. And why is remarriage worse than, like remarriage is not a you go to hell sin, right? Because the Bible does have that, like, you know, murder. There's <laughs> Is that the only one you can murder. <laughs> There's like, yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I don't spend a lot. I just believe that God is God. And you know what? We could all get to heaven and we have, also, we could have it all wrong, right? Like, also, God does what he wants. I believe that God is all powerful. So, right, like, I could think someone might be going to hell and I get there and, oh, here we are all together. Like, what did I know? (laughs) Like, why are we trying to fit people? Told you. (laughs) Well, why do we try to fit people in a box or God in a box? Well, here's the thing, too. Don't put God in a box. We're all sinners. Like, we are, at the end of the day, we are. And it's, you know, we're showing up to church to be judged. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. You know, it, it. you're at church. You're going to church. You're trying to be better. You're asking for forgiveness. You're, yeah. you're doing all the right things, but you're going to get shunned yes. for showing up this there. This happens. Like, that's not like, that is not who we're called to be I don't think as that human would, beings. Right. And that would not be the heart of Jesus, right? Jesus no. would have sat down and had dinner with every blended family and be like, let's, let's get you on the right path. I believe from what I've learned. Now, people obviously disagree because they do shun people who have been remarried and are in blended families and they don't, you know, and that's, that's their issue with God. So all you can do is live righteously and, and know that God judges your heart, you know? So if you're just a nasty, bad person who goes, you know, from one person to the next, well, then that's a heart issue. But for other people to judge, there's only one true judge and that's God. So chill. But you know what? I think, Getting back on topic to this. Yeah, so she wants issue. to know how do you mentally deal with family you do, shunning you? First thing you do is you don't give up on church. You don't give up on your faith. You find a new church that accepts you the way that you're supposed to be accepted because you are worth more than the way that you're being treated, regardless of the situation, regardless of how. You ended up in this situation, whether you were 100% at fault, you were 80% at fault, you were 10% at fault. No matter how you got there, you are seeking the right path. So stay on that path. Don't let someone who isn't God, who isn't Jesus, tell you otherwise because you don't deserve that, right? 
Yeah. And it's an opportunity too. maybe their faith is going to be stretched and grown because they see you living a life righteously, you know, aligned with your beliefs and you're part of a church and you're a happy family. So, you know, when we put our hope in humans, whether it's family or friends or even our spouses, when our hope is wrapped up, this is something I've recently really wrestled with because of things that have happened in my life um, outside of our blended family. But when your hope is in a human, you will be let down a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> we are imperfect people, you know? So I would ask you to extend grace and, you know, maybe like sad that they believe that, like, you know, pray that their heart changes, that their eyes are opened. Um, and I get a lot of people get turned off by religion and church because of this very thing right here. And so Eric's advice is really great to get plugged in to a church. Like, thank goodness our church is not one of those churches. And our church is COVID hit, but we were on track to start a blended, you know, family blended life support group at our church because it's needed. And why not? You know, and that's kind of why we started this podcast three years ago, two years ago, three years ago. (laughs) Almost two years. It'll be two years in June. The podcast. The podcast. Okay. So, you know, that was birthed out of a need because it's so isolating and people, you know, have all kinds of judgments around it. So I would check yourself and just make sure your hope, it's, it's a grieving process, right? If you're being shunned, you can't short circuit a grieving process. So for your mental health, how you get over this is you have to go through it. You know, you have to grieve the loss of family. You have to grieve the loss of relationships. Your children are going to have to grieve the loss of their cousins if they're not allowed to see them. You know, and you use it as an opportunity to grow, to be better humans, to be kinder humans, to bond together as a family unit. But it is something that you can't short circuit. You just got to go through it. You know, and the more you don't deal with the grief and don't deal with the hurt and the pain, the longer this process will take because it will always be there until it's dealt with. So what I would suggest, and this is actually suggested to me today by our church counselor, um, is write a letter to your sister. So this is a really good exercise if any of you are having issues with family or someone's hurt you or wronged you or shunned you or made you feel unworthy write a letter to them about how you feel, what you miss. You don't have to give it to them. You could burn it. But getting those feelings out on paper makes you focus on them. And so oftentimes we don't like to do that because it's like we're intentionally sitting and thinking and writing and we're focused on it. Where oftentimes we get an emotion or a feeling and then we want to distract ourselves and we want to like, pivot or we don't really want to think about it. But the problem with that is it just sits there then. You have to get it out so you can get over it. And you have to walk through the grief process to move on. So I would just say, take a deep breath, you know, and go through it. And if you need to talk to someone, talk to someone, write a letter, journal, um, 
And another great piece of advice is exercise. Like have a release where you can have an emotional day and an emotional hour and get it out. Get it out. Have an opportunity to get all of your feelings out. Exercise is a great way for that. Great for your mental health, great for your physical health, um, and in a good way too. So those are those are things I would suggest you do. Talk to your kids, communicate with them, allow them the space to feel what they need to feel. Maybe they draw pictures. Maybe they write letters of their own and they don't get sent. But, you know, you can't control what other people are going to do. All you can control is your reaction. So be better, right? Use it, lead by example. So they might shun you, but you know what? You still are going to be open and your hope isn't in them. Your hope is in God or Jesus or whatever. Um, And you focus on your family and you count your blessings and you just take it day by day. And some days are going to be hard and some days are going to be better. And with time, it dulls less and less and you've got a new normal, right? Like if you saw your sister every day or you saw your your cousins, the cousins came over every day, you know, eventually you'll have a new normal. It just, you can't short circuit what time does. So. Amen, sister. Sorry. I know I talked a really long time. We love your talking. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. That's why probably most of them are here. That's That's true. That's true. Would you guys agree? (sighs) Hit that thumbs up button if you agree. Okay. Next question. What do you do when your significant other wants to put off big plans out of nowhere, like a wedding or trying <laughs> Okay, or, going big. Or trying for an hours baby. Or Disneyland trip. Canceling the <laughs> Disneyland trip, it's done. So changing them after plans are already in place. She says we're getting married in six weeks and have had plans to start trying for a baby right after we get married. We've taken steps to start preparing, like no more <laughs> practice steps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like maybe getting off birth control or you know, like okay, try like yeah, they're you just know, yeah having prenatal vitamins. There's you know yeah, all the things when you're actually trying You'd to have. Say. I didn't have to try <laughs> things. Shit just happened to me. Um, anyway, and they've been talking about it all the time and planning. Okay, so out of nowhere last night, he tells me. He thinks it'll be too much for our kids if we start trying for a baby right after we get married. I feel like the kids shouldn't be involved in that part. He then told me that he he is surprised I didn't suggest waiting because I'm normally so considerate of my stepchild's feelings and how sensitive stepchild is. Stepchild didn't even say anything about us having a baby my fiance just thinks he will have a hard time with it. I was so excited to get married and start trying for a baby. And now it just gets put off, I guess, maybe until the stepchild is more comfortable. If that ever happens, I have no idea. I just feel so hurt and so upset because this totally came out of nowhere. It feels like it could be a deal breaker for me. Am I being irrational for feeling so hurt by this? Those are big feelings. Like, Irrational? No. Those are, I mean, these are part of your life plans and goals that are getting crushed, I guess. That's, I mean, it's right to be feeling like that. That's all right to be feeling like that. But, um, gosh, I feel like this is one that your mom could speak to. <laughs> we could. I know she's listening. <laughs> how, to ha- how to have a baby <laughs> without him knowing. 
Are the jokes not funny? No. <laughs> They're so funny. Not really. <laughs> Sabotage. Let's do this. Let's make it. <laughs> not good. All right. Better Move advice. Move on. <laughs> All right, this is why you talk it during this thing. You're turning four shades of red. Oh, I'm happy. We just ran home. Like, we got this podcast going, and I literally set up everything to do this in, like, what, 12 minutes? Yeah. Pretty red. Well, marriage is a deal breaker for a lot of people. So is babies. Marriage is a deal ba- breaker? Like, if somebody wants to get married and somebody doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah That yeah. is a deal breaker. You know, well, kids, what's the deal if somebody wants kids, so if somebody doesn't want kids, like, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, they're big, big, big Those are life changes. Change, you know, and yeah. essentially somebody telling you that you don't get to have motherhood. Right. When you want motherhood is I, a deal breaker. Yeah. You've dealt with friends who have dealt with these types of situations before, yes. you know, like especially the motherhood thing. You know, you had a friend who um, came on and spoke about it. We actually didn't even end up airing that, but it can be a very, very big it's heartbreaking because the alternative, if you stay, and I just have seen this, so if you, if you, so you don't want to leave, and so you just swallow that you're. I was going to say it's, a, it's swallowing sand, but like <laughs> it's more like swallowing concrete. <laughs> yeah, right? it's heavier, thicker, and yeah. at the end, it hardens up. I mean, if you give up, you'll just you'll you'll live a resentful life. With, you know, which is a choice and you can, and there's lots of people who live in marriages and they're just super resentful, you know, but they're too afraid to move on or, you know, find someone else or, you know, it's a lot of work to start over from scratch. All the reasons why people stay. Or they're just in love with the person and they don't want to, but they want it to be, they want the things, they want the, they want the babies, they want the marriage, they want, you know. They yeah. want it to work out because they genuinely love this person. And yeah. that's why they want these things to begin with. Yeah. But I don't know if, I mean, it's it's a hard thing because I know like genuine loving someone, is that denying them something that's so important to them? I mean, I wouldn't give you a baby, but I genuinely love you, which I know you wouldn't want one. So it, that's why it works out. But if I <laughs> was like, I really, if I hadn't had kids and right. that was motherhood was something I wanted to experience and you're like, I love you, but no. I'd, I'd give you my kids. That's how much I love you. <laughs> you can have them. I can't. They Take have them. a mom. Oh. <laughs> um, well, that option's out. But, you know, it would be something like I would have to decide. Because I think for a while, okay, you can keep that up. But when you are 60 and you realize you missed out on motherhood and you'll never have that. I think that takes a toll. I think it affects your mental health. I think it affects your emotional health. I think it affects your marriage, you know, and then you've waited so long, like you're barren now, like you cannot have kids, you know, and it's a really, it's a really big issue. And so, I mean, if he's saying someday, like just not now, that's good. But the fate of that to rest in a child like the child running the show is never healthy for a relationship. So blended family or not, like even natural families, like if you are letting the kids dictate your life or something such as big as like marriage and motherhood, you know, um, the tail is wagging the dog. And I think that there's problems in, there's just a lot of problems there outside of, this issue if that's what's happening would well, you agree 
Yeah, something else that came to mind too was like, is he using the stepkid as an excuse? Is it a cop out? Like, dang, this is actually really happening. And spoken like a true guy. I'm, I'm not ready for this because I can see that. I mean, it, that's a that's a I no real like really though. I mean, yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, like that's it's an easy. You know, it's all fun and games until it's real. Well, you know? and I I don't love how she says he put in there that. Usually you're more considerate than this. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's like, that's like, like the way of like WTF, turning. WTF. Like. It's the way of like flipping the script here. And it's like, man, I really wanted this, but you ruined it. <laughs> you're really just inconsiderate. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Darn. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's love. You know, love would be. What's love got to do with it? So got I just think it. that love is honest. And if he loved her and he's not ready, like him loving her would be like, I don't want more kids or I'm not ready. For yeah, whatever just, just reason, just the honesty of it. Just say that That's and give her the opportunity. Respectful. It might not be the way it is, but I could see that going. Yeah, but I think when you, you know, and for her to love him is to say, "Well, I want kids, and if I'm not going to have them, then this is a lot. This is a deal breaker, and they have to come to some sort of compromise to find out if this is going to happen or not." Are you sorry, you guys? Our dogs decided to wrestle underneath Julie. <laughs> I'll bring pop up here. Hello, pop up. So, um, so yeah, I think that love is speaking your truth in kindness, right? You don't have to be all aggressive and demeaning and threatening and all that. But I think they're honest conversations that need to be had because you can't make a decision if you don't have all the information. So you need to know what, you know, and also it is an issue though, if the stepkid is running the show. That's that's going to cause more problems down the road than just this. Don't well, you especially agree? as stepkid gets older, yeah, and things get more comfortable, mm-hmm. and stepkid gets wiser and realizes, like, hey, I can manipulate the situation. Yeah, you know, I got this. Yeah. So, so um, because then stepkid will dictate what happens with the new kid. I don't know. So this sounds like a lot of conversations that need to be had and glad this happened now than before you got married. Like also be glad that you haven't walked down the aisle and committed your life forever and ever to this man and his child. And now you're stuck, right? Like you have an opportunity to, to figure out and take your time and, and to really know what, what you want and what he wants. And so use that, use that as an opportunity and maybe you guys write letters to each other and then exchange them. I don't know. It could be like one of those movies that you watch where everyone shows up to the wedding, but the bride doesn't. Just full of bad advice tonight. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Julie does not like my advice tonight. I do. She I made just, me walk like, so far today after. I, we walked four miles. Uh, so it wasn't that far. It was like our <laughs> shortest walk of ever. life. It was so it was so long in the heat. So no, are you being degrees. irrational? I don't think this is an irrational. I think there's a lot that has to be ironed out and you have every right. Feelings aren't right or wrong. They're feelings, right? It's just what you do with them that's right or wrong. So you can feel however you want to feel. That's fine. They're all valid. Right. Or wrong. <laughs> okay, next question. So this person says, my son, who is five and a half, gives my fiance 
the hardest time often. So five and a half year old mm. boy. Okay. okay. That's an easy one. For instance, just now at bedtime, we were reading a book together and my fiance came up to say goodnight like he does every night. And my son says, go away. <laughs> honesty. <laughs> I love kids. Honesty. Yeah. <laughs> right. She said, this happens every night. My son was just three when his father passed away. Oh, no. We weren't together for about a year before that, but we still co-parented together. My son was mostly with me, but saw his father a lot, and they were close. It will be three years in August since his dad passed. My fiancé and I have only been together for a little over two years. My son and him get along. He's a gr- he's great to my son. Her fiancé is great to her right. son. Good. Just tonight, they hung out, si- hung out outside, and my fi- fiancé took him on his dirt bike, with him and they played with RC cars together. My son loves helping him with stuff. He's always asking my fiance to fix things for him, telling other people, you know, my, my, he's the best fixer. Nice. I just don't want to say names. Yeah. Um, I know my son gives him a hard time on purpose, but I just don't really know why. When he isn't trying to give him a hard time, he enjoys being with him and loves doing stuff with him. But when he tries to push him away, I guess you'd say he's just so fresh and I feel bad. Sometimes he will say things like, I just want my dad. But when talking about my fiance, my son refers to him as his other dad. Yeah. And not like in a grumpy, rude way. I truly just don't understand and I don't know what to do. I remind my son of all the things my fiance does for him and how they have fun together. But he always just says, I know, mom. And then next, the next night, it's the same thing. Go away. Yeah. My fiance also has a daughter who just turned five, and we have her part-time. The kids behave like normal bio siblings where they fight but also play well together. Nice. Help. Um, yeah, this is all you. I'm just going to play with the dog. I don't that's know. a tough situation. So here's a silver lining. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you the good before I give you the bad. The kid's young enough, and... This has been going on long enough. Like, what a tough situation. But the kid is young enough. Her son is young enough that he stepdad is eventually going to become dad. Stepson, or your son is not going to know his real father. You know, it, this happened when he was three years old. Right now, it's still a fresh thing. But how much can you remember when you were three years old? You know, we don't. We vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember things as three years old. Versus someone that's been in our lives since we were three years old. So eventually, and it's going to take time, stepdad is going to become dad to your son. Right now, your son is so young and has so many little emotions going through. You know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine, you know, like what a, what a tough situation um, that your son's going through, let alone, you know, you and having to process and, and go through all these feelings and his feelings and trying to navigate the whole situation. My thought on this is it's going to eventually work itself out and it's going to, it's just going to take time. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think that the thing with five-year-olds, they don't have, they're not equipped to, they don't know what they're feeling or why they're feeling it or how to deal with it. They don't come programmed like that. These are all tools they learn. And so, a normal five-year-old hasn't already lost his dad. So he's dealing with a set of emotions and thoughts that he just hasn't 
he's not matured enough to be able to express it in a way that he even understands. So it comes out as go away could just mean I really miss my dad. And I really wish my dad was here tucking me in. And it's really painful that dad's not here. And maybe he's upset that he's forgetting dad. And he doesn't know how to say that. Like his memories as he gets older, as Eric said, you know, you remember less and less the older you get. And maybe he on some level is, it's alarming to him, you know, that he is can't remember things. And, and also maybe it's that um, he just is, it's, this is unfair. I wish it were different. And it has nothing to do with your fiance, right? It just has to do with, with his, with his relationship with da- his dad. And maybe he feels sometimes that he's being disloyal. Like he feels guilty for loving his new stepdad and, and, and having a good relationship, like kids get distracted and easily sucked into fun and games. So we see that when he's really engaged with your fiance, but when it's nighttime and things have quieted down in the end of the day and it's not fun and distracted, right? It's more quiet time and reading a book and you start to think cause you have time to think things come out. So I would just have a ton of grace and understand that he's just trying to sort through his little emotions and he doesn't even know how to. He can't even put words to what he's feeling. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. And so, you know, how to help him maybe is give him a book and let him draw pictures, let him draw his feelings of him and his dad or a memory he has or, you know, angry too if he just wants to scribble hard on a page cool like let him give him tools so that he can get his emotions out right so drawing art creativity is really a great way karate running any physical exercise that he can kind of how we started out the show with um how do you mentally deal with stuff it's it's being able to channel our hard emotions out in a positive way. And this is something the gift that you can give your son is just tools to be able to do that. Teaching him that now will set him up for the rest of his life of how he's going to deal with hardship. In and, a healthy manner. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of, yeah, that's one of those things that all of us could have learned a lot sooner than we did, you know. But I feel like this is something that is going to grow over time. You know, your fiance loves your son. Sounds like he's really good to him, right? You know, so look at it on, on that bright side. You know, that's yeah. this is a great thing. Um, this isn't about your your son wouldn't know what to do if, you know, your fiance wasn't in the picture anymore. Like this is just a little kid's brain trying to figure out what the heck is Big going things. on? Yeah. Things like <laughs> you said that we're not equipped to do. So, yeah. um, I think, you know, just take a deep breath one day at a time. It'll eventually work its way out. It's mm-hmm. not going to be easy. But then again, if you weren't in the situation e- either, it wasn't going to be easy. Like this situation is never easy. Yeah. You know? So you just have a different set of, um, hardships that a lot of us, don't have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately your kid is having to deal with this, 
but at the end of the day, you know, 10 years from now, I think it will yeah, have for sure. smoothed out a bit. You know, you're going to be dealing with different issues at that point. Your kids <laughs> then going to be 15 and have a whole new set of issues. But is that because of what happened when your son was three? Maybe a little bit, but probably not. Kids are just difficult. I ha- yeah. I, gr- I grew up in a natural family with natural brothers and sisters, never dealt with blended family things until, you know, my teenage years up until, or sorry, my twenties up until now. And was I a great kid because of that? Nope. (laughs) I had all my own issues. Uh, You know, I, I, I did my own things as, as a kid, you know, I had things that I needed to work through. Why? Because I'm a human being and that's what we do as kids. You know, how many of you can think back like, man, I got away with some stuff or man, I got in trouble and did some stuff or man, I really gave my mom or my dad or my stepmom or my stepdad or brother, sister, well, whoever it was, you can think of times in your life where you just weren't perfect. Yeah. You know, and that's just us. So I think kids are going to go through things. Kids are going to go through things differently. Us as parents, our job is to give them the tools to navigate and good for you for it i mean you're reaching out to us but don't let that stop there don't just take our advice talk to a counselor doesn't mean that you need to take your son to a counselor but maybe talk to a counselor and get advice how you can help your son navigate this situation because it's not it's not only going to be your son it's going to be your stepdaughter it's going to be your fiance it's going to be you you know you guys have a family of you know, you guys are all going to be different in your own ways and learning how to navigate that is just challenging. Yeah. And it's cliche because it's true, but time heals all wounds, you know? So it is another thing that just takes time. And one thing I wanted to say before we move on to our last question is just my advice would be not to tell your son that he shouldn't feel a certain way or to stop. Like if he's expressing a feeling and you're like, stop that, that's wrong. You That's a whole nother lesson and you're teaching him. You know, instead of that, you might hand him a piece of paper and pen and be like, show me how you feel and let him get it out. You know, or or talk to him about it. Ask him if there's anything he wants to talk about. You know, why do you tell him to go away? Maybe you've asked him this, but maybe you ask him like, why do you tell your your stepdad to go away every night and open that open that door for him to be able to say whatever he wants you know ask questions get curious with no judgment you know but don't always correct him because then that makes you feel like it's wrong and it makes him him feel like it's wrong and then we're teaching our kids at a young age that feelings are wrong and that's we'll follow him into marriage and that's not helpful why are you pointing at me (laughs) No, something but, I could I could add on to that too, though. Oh. You know, when he is telling him to go away, you know, what if you add on to that and and um, try to counteract it with something a little more productive? Like, do you really want him to go away, or do you want him to to give you a hug? You know, or or make it silly. I'd make it silly personally. Or do you want him to come tickle you? You know, like something silly about it. You know, like you could you could do something funny. You know, or do you want him to come read a book? with you or try to turn it into something that could that could go into a more positive um constructive 
yeah. direction, you know, just a thought. Yeah. And maybe he comes and says goodnight before story time. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he doesn't wait till the very last thing. Maybe you switch up the order of how you do things. Maybe yeah, that's good. good nights are said in the living room before he goes to his bedroom because at nighttime it's a safe place and whatever, you know? So maybe you switch up the order of things and see if that helps. Like try new things. I love Eric's idea. That's really good. Like turn it into something fun or silly or like, what if he, do you just need a hug? You know, ask him. And um, because sometimes God hugs are everything. Except for sleeping puppies. <laughs> okay, last question of the night. I feel like we're giving really... I don't always feel amazing <laughs> that podcast. Yeah. Well, you, both your hands are full. Do you want me to just go ahead and just give you that pat on the I back? I just feel good tonight, Giving guys. her a pat on the back, you guys. Okay, last one. My stepdaughter is eight years old and in therapy. Her therapist has determined that the mom is not an involved parent. She's telling her how to feel and probing about every therapy session she has. The therapist is trying to reach her true feelings. What suggestions would you have for my husband and I to help her? The backstory is that mom is not okay with our marriage. Both of his kids, his son is four, this daughter is eight, are very bonded with my kids, but mom does not like us being a family. My husband recently adopted my boys. Oh, neat. But even the therapist says it's not advisable to even tell the bio mom about this. We validate our stepdaughter, my stepdaughter in the moment, love them, keep, oh, love them and keep them busy when they're here. Unfortunately, we only have them three weekends a month so there's not a lot of time to do much else. Dad was the primary caregiver. He has been divorced three years now, and we have been married two. And there were some dark mo- moments in our first year of marriage. Aren't there always? You're not alone at that. Um, at one point, Mom was even in our marriage therapy. Oh, Yeah. My you know, hus- before you go any further, because uh, I'm just thinking about it right now. Okay. I and and maybe it'll work itself out. You're about halfway through this paper. <laughs> I feel like they're giving mom too much credence. They're giving mom too much of a foothold in their marriage. You care too much about what stepmom thinks, and I mean, good for you for at least allowing mom that role. But at the end of the day, this is your marriage screw what mom thinks it doesn't matter it really like do you guys do what's healthy for you guys i think the advice of um telling not telling mom that the kids were adopted i think that's great advice like who cares she does not need to know would you agree yes okay onward i'm sorry (laughs) my husband did repent For a lot of wrong towards both me and mom, and I tried to give her grace and start a positive relationship, but she focused on trying to get my husband back. We got together and did stuff with all the kids, but she talked about her marriage with my husband the whole time, and I had to make a boundary for my sons that we keep communication relatable for all the kids. Our last communication between me and her was about doing a Christmas gift exchange. I asked that all of us get family gifts, and she didn't want to. 
She ended up only getting my husband a gift. And after saying she was getting me and my boy something too, which she never did. So I ended communication and my husband and her only talk on the parenting app now. Can I cut in again? Sounds like mom's not over this. It really sounds like mom just can't get over this. And she really still has something for your husband, which is not a problem for. (laughs) No, 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 no. Hear me out. It's not a problem for you and your relationship. A lot of people will be like, they get insecure. At the end of the day, this is your husband. This this man loves you regardless if another woman loves him. He is faithful to you. He loves you. He chose you. He chose you. He is choosing you. So don't let the fear of X coming back or getting back in. There's a reason that they're X's. And just rest assured in that. Don't let that hinder your relationship, cloud your relationship. Otherwise, this woman is going to get exactly what she wants. So don't let, like I like I started this off with when I cut you off the first time, th- she is not over. She really, like, she is becoming a part of this family, whether you guys want it to or not, because you guys are giving her credence. Like, take her out of the thought process. Take her out of your mouth at the dinner table, in the bed, you know, when you're talking, wherever you guys are, stop talking about her. (laughs) Stop thinking about her unless it's absolutely necessary. Onward. Also, (laughs) there was a point my husband separated from me and she encouraged him to date and have sex with other women, which I forgave her for, but she has not taken any accountability and just puts everything on my husband. He did do a lot of wrong, but he truly came to faith 10 months ago and is just completely different and a really good dad. She has just not focused on the kids at all. She's been dating several people since he left and very is a very emotionally all over the place. When she is dating someone, things are great, but when she is not, she's attacking our family and makes the kids feel bad for being part of our family and does not like them having any relationships with me or my boys. It's just a lot, and I know it's going to take time and patience, but if anyone has advice to help the kids more, I would love to hear it. Because she started off with the question being, how would do we have any suggestions for her and her husband to help her stepdaughter who is in therapy? <sighs> Uh, yeah. Gosh, this you know, it's a tough one. Don't give me that look. It's a tough one because this woman is, you know, you're you're allowing her to run the household when she's not even a part of it. You know, you're you're worried about her during Christmas time and gift sharing and what she thinks if you tell her this and um, she's telling your husband things when you guys weren't together, like. Going back to that part even, you know, made me think like he might have had a rough patch and things that you're like weren't okay with. But the fact that he is back now with you, he is on a different path. You've seen a change. He's living a new change. Like he probably just had to get something out of his system, work something out. His brain had to click and go, this is the woman who I want to be with. You're the woman who he wants to be with. And I think, again, you can kind of rest assured in that, like, he has kind of figured it out. And 
I am who he wants to be with. So there's that. I didn't you answer are? your I yes, I am. I did my nail. Oh, they're gone now. So no suggestions of how she can help her. This is your podcast. No, I, I the dog was tripping over my headphone cords as you were reading <laughs> that. So I, oh, yeah, I was fixing that. Oh, um, why do we have dogs in here? We have a podcast and we have <laughs> dogs just roaming around. Not forever. We're gonna have. Yeah, they're gonna a die eventually. Place. But I thought we weren't gonna talk about that. Oh, oh, we're not. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's true. Are you gonna tell people? Not yet. Okay. Um, it was a teaser. It was a teaser. So, I think how you help your stepdaughter is by changing how you're living your life. I think the biggest way you can help your stepdaughter is to live a life with boundaries around the bio mom, which it sounds like you are doing and starting to do. And a lot, you, this was like a lot of backstory. And then you've learned from all these situations and you're like communication has been cut off now and they're only communicating through the app. So I think the biggest help is just leading by example. So um, you're being a loving stepmom, you're being consistent, you're showing up consistently when she's at your home, you know, she's not treated any differently. She's treated like one of the kids cause she is. And so I think it's just how you show up for her in your home is number one and being consistent in it. Number two, it is living out boundaries around mom. So maybe we don't talk about mom, you know, maybe. That was my suggestion. Don't steal it from me. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we are just living out boundaries and we're shifting how mom's, you know, presence in our family is. And when she lives out that shift with you and sees that shift with you, um, she will adapt and adjust and she'll feel differently because it's very hard when the other parent lives in the other home, you know, and not living in the other home, but like her presence, her, her, you know, I'm trying to say like it's there. She's yeah. She's there without being there and she's still affecting the household. Yeah. It sounds like this woman is just, uh, who wrote in is just a very nice, kind. Trying to do right by everyone. Exactly. And it's just coming back to bite her in the butt. So finally you're just going to have to, like you said, draw boundaries Yeah, and be like, enough's enough. Like I guard your heart, guard your family, guard your stepdaughter. That's it. And you know, I, I think you know what to do. You know how to do it. You just need to hear it. You need to hear that it's all right mm-hmm. for you to cut this woman off, you know? Yeah. And unless, not ta- it's a- unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. And I mean, don't make it a topic of conversation in the home. Right. Right. Don't talk about, like, if your stepdaughter wants to talk about it, I would allow her to talk about whatever she wants, but I wouldn't piggyback. I wouldn't be like, you're right. And, and this, and I can't believe that. And, oh my gosh. Going. Like, I would allow her space to get her feelings out and be like, you can tell me anything, but I wouldn't jump on the bandwagon. You know, I wouldn't sit there and I can't believe your mom or, you know, if she's talking bad about her mom, don't jump on that bandwagon either. Just be like, well, isn't that interesting? Or how does that make you feel? Like, if you want to respond to something your stepdaughter is sharing with you, ask a question. That's what therapists do. 
They don't side with anyone. They're not trying to make it worse. That's how you help your stepdaughter figure out her true feelings is you get curious about them. And you don't judge, like no judgment, no punishment, no consequences. You just ask questions that help her think about things and figure it out and be like, well, that's interesting. Or, okay, I'm glad I know that. Thank you for sharing. You can just say thank you for sharing and leave it. No, that's really good advice because what it'll end up doing is conditioning her to getting a feeling, you know, it's that yeah. drama feeling. All you women know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't look at me like that. I'm totally just kidding. But it, you get, they get this feeling where they're like, ooh, if I say this and I trigger this, yeah, you, you know, it's it going to feed something. into it and it starts into a yep. gossip circle, Yep. you know, and it's going to, it's going to keep going. Yeah. So naughty dogs, sorry. Hmm. So I think that's how you support her. I think you just allow allow her to talk and no judgment and ask questions, get curious, and you know everything we said. Just let mom, let her mom, not be a presence in your home. Let her be fully engaged and do something fun and continue to do all the great things and be a family and let those relationships blossom with her stepbrothers or her brothers. Now they're adopted, right? They're brothers. So, let like just to just celebrate, celebrate in your home and don't let that negativity cross over. Boundary that. Boundaries. I like it. I like it. I hope that was helpful. All right. Uh, quick shout out to Catherine. She said this is the first time that she has watched us live. She always listened to us and enjoys us. So thank you for being here with us. Thanks, girl. And, and thank you guys for listening to us, watching us. If you're watching us, subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. Yeah. Ring that bell for notifications. Um, we are 99.9% of the time live every Thursday at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. If you got questions, write us in. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Links in the description um, how you guys can find us all the way. So thank you guys for being with us for The Blended Life. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.